It's Friday, and that can only mean one thing. It's time for Fast Friday. Today's episode of Fast Friday is brought to you by Blastoff Party Rentals. At Blastoff Party Rentals, they have everything from 20-foot water slides, huge obstacle courses, 30-foot slip and slides, a variety of more than 18 bounce houses, cotton candy, hot dog, and snow cone machines, and tables and chairs, and more. For all of your party rental needs, call 817-945-8765, or you can visit blastoffpartyrentals.com. Hey, it's Friday. Time for some Fast Friday. I'm your host, James Like. I'm with you every single Friday. I am in the studio today, and I am joined by a special guest. He's our general manager of all of our businesses. His name is Robert Kennedy. He is who we refer to as Big Rob or the Robert Kennedy that is still living. Rob, welcome to the podcast. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. I'm kind of excited. <laughs> and that would have been requested by Rob. He he likes to come in with bells and whistles and all flashy. And uh, we, you know what we should have done, Tony, is we should have done like the Rocks music or actually we need to do Mr. Kennedy for all you wrestling fans. I'm going to request <laughs> we add that now, please. <laughs> the cricket. Anyways, I wanted to bring him on today. Because I've been asked by so many people, people that that I mentor, people that I work with, um, actually people that mentor me, we've been having a lot of discussion surrounding the impending, or as some people would currently say, current recession. And so, obviously, if you're if you have anything to do with the financial markets or the real estate market you already know that it's dropping quickly. Housing values are down. In Texas, they're kind of going more stable. We've had less showings on our clients' homes and the homes that we're flipping. We've had less offers. They're coming in a little bit less than asking price on some. For the people who are not realistic with their listing price, they're coming in a little bit lower on the offer. Man, we've just had all kinds of adjustments and things that need to be made. And so I wanted to address that and answer those questions. So that's why we're doing this special episode. And I wanted to bring Rob in because uh, him and I, we just got back from checking out some of our properties in Joplin, Missouri. And we got to see our realtor there who is going to be on a an episode, a special episode up coming up uh, in the next week or so. And anyways, uh, we had six, seven hours in the truck on the way up, six or seven hours in the truck on the way back. And we wanted to really kind of just talk about next year's goals, where we're going. And I wanted to really talk about what we're going to be doing, what our strategy is during the recession. And so today we're going to tell you exactly what we're doing. I'm not going to give you like exact numbers. We're not going to talk about our goals today, but we're going to tell you three things that we're doing to combat or counteract the recession that is here on us. Do you think we're in a recession, Rob? Uh, yes, sir. I think we're. I think we're definitely there. And uh, prices and everything are falling, like I said before. And the stock market's down. The interest rates are up. I think for a, a buy now, it's like over seven percent, which is still historically is still a great interest rate, and is probably right about average 
for all of the years gone by. We just had some historically low interest rates over the last 10 years or so as the government's kind of propped up the the economy and had all kinds of programs for buyers to help stimulate the economy and, and, and kind of get us out of the 2008 Great Recession. And so depending on who you talk to, man, there's all kinds of predictions about what's going to take place. But here's the thing that I know. The three things that we're going to talk about today, if you are a businessman, you need to listen up. If you're in real estate, you especially need to listen up. If you uh, have any other kind of small business, you need to listen up because these three things will absolutely 100% change your business and help you to not only survive a recession, they will help you thrive through the recession. And we're going to thrive. I have no doubt about it, man. We are going to thrive and we're not going to come out of this worse off than we are now. And, and so we're prepping and we're getting ready for that. Uh, actually, if you've already, we're already ready for it, but if there's a couple of things that we want to pad up and we're going to talk about that, but if you're waiting, Rob, would you say if you've waited till this point to even start thinking about it? I mean, you're behind the ball, right? Yeah. If you're, if you're just now starting, you, you've already, you're several months behind. Um, one thing I've learned in the last couple of months is to get to this point, you got to start three to four months prior. So I think if you're starting just now, you're already behind the eight ball um, and stuff is already starting to go the opposite way, the way that you want it to go. I agree. All right, so let's jump right into it so we don't have a, a one-hour episode here. Number one, what's the first thing that we want to do? Uh, lower expenses. Lower expenses. Here's what's crazy, man. We've had such an amazing, for me, it started about 2012, 2013. And one of the reasons I hired Rob was to come in and he's he has different giftings than I do. Um, I have the gifting of a squirrel. I like to run around. I like to chase shiny object. We've talked about this many times on the podcast, but I'm a producer, man. I'm going to go connect with people. I'm going to bring people in. I'm going to go find houses. I'm going to do all of this, but all the little detail stuff I'm not great at. And over these last like 10 years, we've had no shortage of making money. We have made a load of money and the money keeps coming. And I was telling telling you last week, Rob, like um, when we were meeting, the, one of the big revelations that I had was all of that money that we were making, it you are let you you scrutinize your decisions a lot less, and the money really just covers up anything bad that's been going on in your business, anything bad that. Maybe it's a lack of production from your people. Uh, maybe it's a, you know, it, it keeps you from going and firing someone because you're like, I'll just, I'll just continue to pay them. But when you get in a recession, the first thing that you're supposed to be doing is lowering your expenses. And that's traditionally and historically exactly what people do whenever they come in. So what are some expenses from our standpoint without getting too specific on numbers what are some things that we're talking about whenever we're talking about lowering expenses? I mean, it's a lot of it's overhead, um, overhead for staff and people. Um, and then just in general, 
like processes to help um, to cut that stuff down. But the first thing I think of when you say lower expenses is going to be your overhead. You know, um, what are you paying for salaries? Mm-hmm. What are you paying into when it comes to property management? Um, a lot of just the overhead. What about stuff like software, bolt-on technology, stuff that you'd like CRMs that you'd normally pay two grand for? Like that's one of the first things to go, right? Right. I mean, then you just find a way to make it work because there's ways to make it work without paying astronomical prices, right? So you could build a spreadsheet and keep keep uh, all your stuff logged in a spread key, spreadsheet. It works the same way. Um, there's just different things that uh, you don't need and that's a it's a great point because you don't need the somebody doing something for you, you mm-hmm. know. Stuff that we can do ourselves, we need to cut out first. Yep. Yeah. Anything that you can come up with a solution for that doesn't cost much money or is just can be thrown into the labor that you're already paying for. And so you had mentioned salaries. So what what do you suggest that people do on the salary front? Like, like how, how do we make those decisions? Like kind of get a little granular to help some people out. Uh, I think the first thing you do is you just go back and see what each person is doing in the business. Um, how much value they're bringing. How much value they're bringing to the business. And do you need multiple people doing that? Or can you combine and make one person over everything that needs to be handled without paying three people, if that makes any sense? Yep. And so do we always fire those people that we let go or do we kind of restructure them a little bit? Um, restructure is the key. I mean, you don't ever want to let somebody go. Um, there's always good help anyway. Right. Good help. <laughs> um, you Quit can looking always... at Tony. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to Tony. You could always <laughs> find a place for somebody because everybody that we have in this company brings value. Most mm-hmm. of the time they bring value. So, they may not be strong in one aspect, but they could be killer in another. So you don't want to lose that, but you can they're still valuable to the company and you could still use them in a different role. So, but we take them off of salary, like whenever you're in a time of, of recession or desperation or any of that, and maybe sales aren't following or there's outside influence that kind of takes, takes control of it in a way. So the first thing we do is not just let somebody go we figure out how to get them aligned with a new opportunity or focused on a certain opportunity. And then we put them on like a 1099 or we just give them a straight commission opportunity, right? hundred percent, hundred percent. And most businesses can do that. If you have a business and you have sales guys, I mean, man, that straight 1099, I operate on a 1099. Rob operates on a 1099. Actually, everyone on our team, but our administrative assistant operates on a 1099. And that's okay. You know, we need her to be available on, on certain hours. So she has to be a uh, on a w, W2 or whatever. But don't take my advice for it. Consult a an accountant there, okay? And so number one is lower expenses. Number two, we are going to lower our risk. We're going to help diminish the amount of risk. So give give the audience an idea of exactly what we're doing. Let's talk about the flip business for a second. How are we lowering our risk, our risk on the flip side? So from the flip side, there's a couple of different ways. Um, lately, when we just, you know, we know what we're getting into, we'll find a property and we'll try to wholesale it um, because that's 
low risk for us, and we still get Almost the same zero outcome. risk. Right. Yep. Um, that's our number one goal on a property that we think that we can turn pretty quick. Which is less. It brings us less potential profit, but we're not taking a risk that the market changes during the middle of the flip process. Right. Right. Okay. So what's a what's another way that that we can lower our risk in the flip business? Uh, I think a big key one would be more conservative on our offers that we make to people. Um, mm-hmm. coming in, you know, 10, 15, 20% below what we've been doing just to eliminate some of that risk that we have to take on, on the backside. Yeah. Cause you can, you could actually lose the market could turn and you could lose 10 to 15% overnight. Like we've seen that happen. Matter of fact, it's happened. One of our customers who actually works for us is selling her house and her house would have went for 300,000 three months ago. She listed at 275, which is $25,000 drop. And now she's getting offers even below that and having to make a decision. So she could have left 50000 on the table, which is actually about, what is that, about a, not quite a 20% drop, if my Alvarado math does me justice. <laughs> it's something like that. But uh, so really, man, just, just making sure that we're buying houses even more right. So conservative ARVs for all you real estate guys, like, if you think it's worth 175 but the comps show 165 you can't bank on the appreciation or the upside anymore. You really need to buy at 150. You really've got to you've got to back your your ARV down and you've got to push your offer back a little bit lower in order to really set yourself up for success on that. And so I, I think those are great, man. Um, for other businesses, we have, we own other businesses, blast off party rentals. And some other stuff. I mean, we're lowering the expenses there. There's not a ton of risk in that business at all. And so there's nothing other than, uh, I mean, our, our marketing cost. Marketing cost is our biggest thing right there, acquiring the client. And uh, there's not really any risk involved per se for that business. So number one, lower expenses. Number two, lower risk. And number three, which I think is the most important of all of these, if you are able it's time to cash up. We've got to beef up our cash reserves. Here's the thing, guys. If you're in real estate and you're listening to this podcast, here's your opportunity. Here's the opportunity we've been waiting for the last 15 years. If you missed out in 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, with all of the foreclosures, with all of the major properties being sold at like major, major discounts, if you missed out on that, your time has now come again, and cash is king. Cash is king. Listen, you got to have cash. The more cash that you can save up, the more leverage that you have. A lot of our private money lenders are still going to be lending during this time, but their their costs are going up. The time frame to pay the loan back is going down. The interest rates are going up. I'm, I'm just telling you, it's a lot to pour into it. So you need more cash for that if you're going to leverage. But cash is going to put you in a situation to where you can buy a lot of property. And if you're an investor, you need to be buying a lot of a hold property because it's going to come at deep, deep discounts. I mean, it, history has proven this time and time again. And so what, Rob, is one technique that we're using to up our cash reserves besides not paying James like his fair share? Well, I, I definitely don't agree with that part, but <clears throat> so with that being said, um, over the last 
six weeks or so, I've put in a hold back that we can just start holding back, stacking cash, just getting ready for that time to come to when it hits. We're ready. We have the cash and we can go all out. How much hold back are we doing? We, uh, we can give numbers on that. So on the hold back, um, I hold back 30%. Yep. 30%. Um, that just goes straight back of into every our bit of the company profit. 30%. Yep. 30% of the company profit goes right back into um, our account and it just sits there. We don't touch it unless we really have to or get into a bind. Uh, just trying to get to that point to where when that day comes, we are not trying to scrounge to find money. It's yep. there, it's ready to go, and we have all the firepower. Yep. If people quit paying rent, we can pay our rent, we can still pay the mortgage. If uh, houses come available that we want to buy and we can't find private money, which there's always money, guys, uh, then then we have cash on hand to be able to do that. Like cash, although it's diminishing in value because of inflation right now, the dollar amount's going down. The, the spendability of the dollar is decreasing. But even though it's decreasing, still having cash on hand is going to help you to go next level. I mean, you can't even get a refinance with a bank without submitting your bank account and showing that you have cash reserves. Do not go into this fully leveraged. You have to have cash. So that is a great one. So do whatever you have to do. Do a hold back. Listen, everything that we just told you about, all three can be done at your personal residence, at your personal house. If you've got extra vehicles, I'll tell you exactly what I'm doing. I'm about to put my Jeep up for sale. It's paid off, but I know before the recession, I can probably get a whole bunch of money for it. And guess what I'm going to do with that cash, man? You'll put it in savings. Go straight to my savings account. I'm actually thinking about doing the same thing with my boat. I finally got it where I wanted it. Got it looking nice. Got the nice sound system. Now, it stays in the shop, but if you're a boat owner, you understand that. Well, they say the, the two best times of owning a boat is the day you buy it and the day you sell it. So Now, if I can sell it for the price that I want for it, it will be the best day that I've owned that boat. But it's another one. I want to sell it and put that money back. Now's not the time to go build the, my shop that I want. The the big shop with the outdoor kitchen and all that. All that stuff can wait. Like, I don't, I don't need any of that on my property right now. Now's the time to put everything into the next three to four years. Whenever this thing tanks, all of our people are taken care of. And we stack up so much passive income opportunity that none of us ever have to work again when we're done, if we choose to do that way. And so cut those expenses, man. Get rid of everything that you can possibly get rid of. I think we're streaming like seven different things now, like Paramount, like uh, Jaden asked me yesterday, do we still have HBO Max? Yeah, we still got it. Hulu, Netflix, some other stuff and i'm like disney plus disney plus espn plus like i i don't even know how much i'm spending about i'm like i'm cutting the cord on cable and then all of a sudden i have all these subscriptions every amazon amazon prime like now's the time to start kind of paring down some of that live without that one show i'm, I'm telling you penny pension you know, I'm not telling you to like to, to not live an abundant life. And I always talk about abundance and the lack mentality and all that. I'm just saying, if you want to be maximum ready, pare down as much as you possibly can and go big on the things that are going to bring income. We're going to go big on marketing, right? We're going to go big on marketing because if people don't know me, they can't flow me. That's what Grant Cardone says. 
So we're going to go big on marketing and we're going to spend more money on marketing than we've ever spent. And we want the phone to ring and we want to be able to close deals. And so that, that is something we're going big on. Uh, things for the office. We're finishing up in our office now. And so all of our frivolous spending for the studio and the office is about to end, but it's about to all be ready to go. But during a recession, I would, I would do business out of a cardboard box before I would be spending thousands of dollars we didn't have that they could go towards something else. So here's the deal. We gave you three major tips to make this thing recession-proof, to take your business and have it ready to go for the recession. Number one, lower expenses. Number two, lower risk. Number three, you're going to cash up. Actually, I have a bonus one that just came to mind, and I want to share this with everyone else. Here's a bonus, and this is just for real estate investors, and you owe me lunch. If you're listening to this, you at least owe me lunch because this one right here is going to be the most, probably the most powerful one for you. Here's the thing. Where all the people that have money, everybody that you know that has retirement, they're not making any money in the 401k. Everyone who has, has been involved in like the bonds market and the, the government, like, uh, was it bonds and uh, stocks for the government stuff? You know what I'm talking about? Like school bonds and things like that. All those are are basically stagnated. With the, with the inflation of the dollar, what the bonds pay out 20 years from now or whatever, whenever they pay out, whatever system you have your money invested into, all of that stuff is down. Cryptocurrency is slammed to the ground. It's all the way down. A lot of that money has already been made. So let me ask you a question, Rob. If all of those things aren't performing well, what is there a surplus of? Cash investors. I put you on the spot. Yeah, you caught me <laughs> way off guard. I know, because this is uh, James Likes One Track Mind. I expect everybody to be able to read it, and Jesse says, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's good, so, good luck. Remember with the that. squirrel? I, yeah. Yeah, the 100%. squirrel runs in his cage. But still, there is a surplus of people holding cash that want to invest so I, I recommend two things. Either you set up a fund, and we have a we actually have a fund here at Revolution that we have uh, several guys that have invested their money into, and we pay a very fair interest rate. Actually, it's more than what you're going to make in the stock market right now. It's way more than you're going to make in the mortgage or bonds market. And we would be glad if you're a friend or a family and you want to invest, we'll be glad to do that. We have minimums and all that. Just call, call me and I'll... I'll get you hooked up with that. So there's that opportunity. If you know someone and you're an investor listening and you know someone who has cash that's just sitting there, no one wants to see their money just sit there. Everyone, 75%, 80% of the world knows that real estate is a place to put all your money. The other 20, 25% haven't realized it yet. And so you have an asset in the houses that you have you have an asset for people to be able to invest into. You just need to go find those people. You know, there's hard money lenders out there that are going to be dying to be able to invest because they make a living on the interest rate. If all their stuff's going up, all their pricing, go find somebody that's cheaper. Now's the time to get competitive with it. Now's not the time to just bow down to every interest rate hike, 10% uh, down, you know, short, shorter amount of months. I mean, there's just too many people out there for you to be able to do it. So listen, like there's more cash in this world than you'll ever, 
ever dream about. There's more gold undiscovered that's ever been discovered since the beginning of time. All you got to do is go find it. Go find the cash, reduce the expenses, lower the risk, cash up as best as you can, spend your cash, leverage everyone else's cash, and you, my friends, will come out of this recession mega, mega rich, mega wealthy, because not only did you do great in business, but you didn't stress because you had everything lined up and ready to go. And while everybody else is stressing out, getting on Prozac and doing all the other things, you are literally overcoming and you're becoming wealthy throughout all portions of your life. Anything else you want to add, Rob? Uh, no, you've pretty much covered it all up. Um, I will say this, and I give credit where credit is due. Um, if you have a team around you, make sure it's the right people in the right places. So we have a phenomenal team here, and everybody pulls their weight, and I think that's what makes it so easy for us. Um, but if you don't have that team, it's still doable. It just takes a little bit more work. You yep. know what I mean? Sure. Assemble the right people. Well, that's what we have for you today. I hope it brought you value. I know for us, we're seeing things take off. And we're going to come out better on the other side, and I know you will too. Do me a favor. Take a minute and share this episode. I think it's huge. Everyone's asking, what do I do during a recession? I just gave you some great answers to it. I'd love to hear what you're doing. I'd love to see exactly what you're doing to be recession-proof. Do me a favor. Comment below on any social media platform that you're listening on be sure to share it leave us a review on any of the podcast forums that you're listening on whether that's spotify itunes or whichever one that is anchor and until next time we want to wish you much freedom and much success have a great weekend thank you for listening today if this episode of fast friday brought you value please take a moment and leave us a review you can go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Also, take a moment to share on your social media platforms so that others can gain the same amount of value. Until next time, I wish you freedom and success. Have a great weekend.